All right, here we are. We've been We're together, together again. again. We're together <laughs> again. <laughs> Just yeah, crazy. So fun. Well, last time, last time we were together here in Sandpoint, so it's good to have us all, all together on the call and back together again. And um, so good, so good to be here. Mark, you're back home, all the way back in Australia. I, I am back in Australia. Yes, I'm back into the land of the cold weather. Because <laughs> um, yeah, you're in the it, tropical cold weather, is that is that how that works there in Tasmania? Tropical cold. Well, it, it, no, it's actually not tropical. It's temperate. Um, it, it's, it wouldn't be cold as some of what you guys know to be cold, but it feels cold. So, you know. <laughs> well, we, we bless your, your being in the cold now. So, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. I'll good, just run up. Good. Malvina, how's the weather in San Diego? The oh. same. <laughs> <laughs> As always. It's always same. Actually, yeah. no, it's May Gray. Boring. Gray. Boring. We don't see the sunshine, so we're all depressed. And we're waiting for June gloom. Okay? It's what we call it. May Gray, June gloom. It's oh, my good. goodness. Well, we know why you don't live in Seattle or Portland. Okay. So. <laughs> Correct. Yes. 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 And Peter, your uh, next week begins uh the sabbatical for you right so you you know you've been blessed by your leadership team to get some time to yes just rest and and uh pray and enter into your next season with some strength on your plate so yeah what are you looking forward to the most about your sabbatical oh time with the family and fly fishing (laughs) just having some time off and you're uh, gonna fly fish Yes, yeah, exactly. What a surprise. So we're going next week starts our sabbatical and we get to go I to s- pencil. Go ahead, Mark. I want to see pictures. I want to see pictures of the flies that you catch. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Oh my gosh. Some people fish for fish, but we fish for flies. No, the yeah. uh, so no, we're 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 really looking forward to it. We're super blessed by the opportunity. We're gonna have three months to to rest and recuperate and strengthen and and so, so yeah, this, uh, Hey, Annalie. Um, so I'll be, I'll be with you guys mm-hmm. live this week and next week, but then taking some time off from the lives is sort of in the spirit of the sabbatical. Uh, you know, us, us preachers, I feel like I have to be diligent to set myself apart from speaking publicly. You know, it's so easy yeah, to, to step is. onto a stage, so to speak, and, and, and to share. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the refreshing part is, you know, as pastors, our hearts and as ministers, our hearts are, are ours, but they're also other people's, you know, like the Lord puts words into our hearts beyond what we need for ourselves. And so yeah. we're like incubating words for ourselves, but we're also incubating words sometimes that are for other people. I mean, I've had times where God's brought me through something for two or three days and given me a deep revelation about something. I'm like, where did that come from? And then I have a conversation with someone. I'm like, it was for them. Wasn't even for me. He showed me the spirit of something. He showed me how to address something. He gave me breakthrough in it temporarily so that I could give it almost as a word of knowledge to someone else. And so I think that, you know, there's something powerful about letting the ground go fallow every seven years. Yeah. So this is the end yeah. of my seventh year and right. we're excited for that. I try, I tried not talking once. <laughs> <laughs> now that day I wasn't there. I haven't seen that. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't very successful. <laughs> uh, but you know, Peter, what you just said when I was in Sandpoint, yeah. 
um, I think I share with the guys, I don't know if I've shared this publicly, but you know, I really, it was, I, I call it the weekend of you have no idea. There was so much that happened to me. My dreams and words that I have carried yeah. with me for years and it made no sense. Getting there, mm -hmm. everything uh, made sense. Come on. And I have to tell you, somebody gave me a word while I was there that said, go weigh yourself. I think you lost some weight. But I really uh -huh. felt like I lost spiritual weight. Wow. Like so you great. said, we hard work, so we hard work and carry those burdens and revelation. Mm -hmm. I get I get too much and I carry it, but sometimes it doesn't make sense. But Sandpoint was right. a place where mm. a lot of the pieces for me for years, decades, clicked. And it was a blessing to yes. get a portion of my brain rest. <clears throat> yes, what a great time. So good. So good. Well, and I know that that we uh our people up here have were just been I'm excited about what the future has in store because I know that uh, Malvina is going to be doing some stuff up here with us, which would be great. Wow. And that's, yes. not, that's not surprising because one of the things we talked about Sandpoint was that it's a place where things come together. You know, you have the, the, the meeting of the, the rails, the, 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 the rail waters. tracks come together. Mm -hmm. You have the waters coming together. Mm -hmm. You have the, the mountain and the and the lake coming together. You have the, the place mm -hmm. where the eagles come. You you have the all of those things come together. Come you have together. all these, Canada, mm -hmm. and you have Montana, yeah. and you have I mean, so many parts. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, and, so, and um, something that might be of interest is that um, the Kalispell tribe, the Native American tribe, um, they they um, had what they called myth weaver boats, these special boats that they would use to go up the river and down the river and into this area. Mm -hmm. And this was a spot where five different sandpoint, the sandpoint where the beach is, right? The sandpoint mm -hmm. was the gathering place every summer wow. for five tribes. It was not wow. actually it was not actually the ground of any actual <clears throat> tribe. Mm -hmm. It's where they gathered to trade. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Where they, okay, where so they came that together. First in the natural, then in the spirit. So we decree that hey, they Come on. Mm -hmm. Gathering. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to say hi to Kim. We're going to say hi to Kim Smith. Uh, we're going to say hi to Abraham. And of course, Anna Lee and Dave uh, gave the hellos early. Um, Annalise says that she's looking forward to a couple of weeks in June and she's going to have a little time like that. That's great. Yep. Um, my time away from ministry changed my life. Um, mine yep. was, my, I was in desperate need of that time away, but you know, um, I think that, um, one of the pastors that I've, that I've, uh, known for years, he would do his sabbatical, and what he would do is he would go interview every retired pastor he could find. And mm -hmm. so he would just spend part of his sabbatical <clears throat> retiring old minute or retiring old ministers. No, interviewing old retired ministers <laughs> um, just to yeah. just to glean wisdom and would come back so refreshed and revived from mm -hmm. that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Smart. So, yeah, it's good. But you're going to do some fly fishing and and uh, nothing public. So with that being said, with nothing public, Peter, you're not going to be on our calls during your sabbatical public calls here. We're going to still talk, but, you know, yeah, you're going to yeah. be off of here. So we will miss you. Yes, yes. I'll look forward to being yeah. back in September. Yeah, yeah. yeah you um, go ahead, Mark. Well, one of the things that um, we were we were talking about 
um, at at Sandpoint, and we we're talking about the day too mm -hmm. was the, this uh, thing that we that I think most people keep battling all of the time is in mm -hmm. intimidation. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's one of the weapons of the enemy. And uh, what what I find happens is that when you least expect it, it 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 seems to raise its ugly head. Um, you know, we, we see it with, uh, with Elijah after he's, you know, defeated the prophets of Baal and, um, you know, it, it comes, it comes powerfully against him. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there must come a place or must come a time where it has least <laughs> effect upon you. Um, you know, and when you start to, to recognize it a little bit, but I wonder if we could, you know, just chat a little bit about that today, because yeah. I think most people, most people get intimidated at some stage by something, you know, some people it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's mixed in with fear. So they're intimidated when they have to say, speak publicly, you know, mm -hmm. that's not so much our issue, um, but it comes in a different form. So it can be, what do you think? It can be though, you know, it depends on what you have to say, right? You know, mm -hmm. because yeah. I think cer certain words come with intimidation <laughs> because, you know, like, um, the word has so much weight and power on it. The word has so much weight on it that you, you the mm -hmm. spirit of intimidation wants to stop you from saying it. So sometimes, yeah. even though we're, we we don't have a problem public speaking, we got to still deal yeah. with that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking about, Mark, as you were talking about that, that I was just, um, I think that often our fear of man um, mm -hmm. will be that an open door for mm -hmm. intimidation um, yeah. because the less the less we experience the fear of man the less intimidated we are yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you know Chris fear of man but I would say also lack of vision uh, if you think of oh. Apostle Paul I, mm. I love the fact that he knew these people are not going to like me. <laughs> and mm -hmm. trust me, he was intimidated. I mean, the book of Acts is loaded with examples mm -hmm. of Paul going somewhere. And my goodness, they will come and threaten him, threaten him and tell him all kinds of things. And I love the one of the shipwreck, which is, you know, everybody preaches on that one. But he knew, listen, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what happens. I have to get there. And I think sometimes if you know I have to get there, if you have, if, if I was sent with this word, even I'm not saying after you don't go and crawl on the rock, okay? But, <laughs> but if you know the Lord sent you and you have the fear of the Lord, not the fear of man, you mm -hmm. will do it regardless. Oh, and yeah. You will confront the people and you will, you do it. After you, then you have to deal with your own mess, which I think is some of the things we <laughs> that does happen sometimes. Offline. Yeah, but really, if you if we know God spoke and you have to do it, even though your message may be not welcome, or uh, I think, people... yeah, I think I think the, the the term that I often use is being convinced. You know, that's why I talk about right. yeah. you know Joshua and Caleb. You know, could come and stand up against all of the people that were going. So no, we can't go into the promised land. Yep. Um, it's because they they were convinced that God said something. Mm. You know, they were convinced that God said this land is yours. So they mm. weren't looking for, you know. So I think I think that your vision determines uh, not only the fact is that you keep pressing through on that, but you Correct. you see yeah. it from a different perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I think 
I think that's that's a really key thing. So yeah, yeah. 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 So we say <laughs> let's say hi to Kevin from Cabo. Um, we're we're glad you're enjoying Cabo. Um, it's I got nothing else, got nothing else to say walk. about that. Hey Don, no. <laughs> it's good to see you. Naughty it's a pleasure. Yes, Fahrenheit. Thirty thirty-two Fahrenheit, probably, or Celsius, Sorry. or something, probably. Goodness, why yeah. did you guys speak in the- speak in the language <laughs> everybody else speaks in? <laughs> <laughs> so it's. it's by the way, I keep, I keep mute, muting myself because it's bedtime here and the kids are being loud. <laughs> so I'm trying not to. Hey have man, we the speakers. no problem with kids. We're used. To- oh man, it's funny. I'm laughing about it. The. Uh, so this intimidation thing, I remember Nehemiah is one of my favorite books of the Bible. And right. I feel like um, intimidation is one of the main plot lines there. Obviously, building is mm. one of the plot lines. But the mm. other, another really main plot line from the leadership mm. perspective is intimidation. Mm. And it's so fascinating because it's like the first bit of intimidation was asking the king for what he needed. You yeah. know, there, there, was, uh, there was the like a fear of death nearly on him of like, uh, I need some time off. And so he tells him he needs time off. Then he gets the resources and the safe passage to build. And then he asks people to join him in the building. They've got a mind to work. And the very next verse in Nehemiah chapter two is so significant. And then so the people say, let us rise up and build. They set their hands to this good work. Next verse. But when Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard of it, they laughed at us and despised us and said, what is this thing you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? And then there's just a storyline, as we all know, where there's intimidation, there's accusation, there's d- attempted distraction, there's threats, there's like just all of the things that that spirit of intimidation tries to function as. And, and opposition it, it, it's is always opposition. opposition to the building, always opposition to the building. And it, it's fascinating that often that intimidation comes right when God has leaders to move forward, right when he has for us to start to build, right when he has, yeah. for, you know, he gives us the prophetic word. We say yes and amen, and then the next day, boom, here's the spirit of intimidation. And so yeah. I think that that's is, a real fascinating thing. Which can look like a, what, what I would call opportunity aversion. You know, it's like, you know, mm. you, you say yes to God. You know, it happens to me quite often. You know, I say yes to God. I, I book the flights. <laughs> I then go, and then <laughs> as I get closer to what I say, I don't want to go. What am I, I doing? Don't want to go. Uh, what, what am I doing? doing? Yeah. Oh no! Just I spent all this anyway. money, and just you know, <laughs> it's like we can't afford it. Da 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 da. All that yeah. sort of stuff. And so yeah. every reason, uh, and that I, I think that's one of the places of which uh, you were saying before, um, uh, Malvina, is that we defeat those things by saying simply something like "shut up," you know, mm-hmm. "shut up," you know, yeah. like "shut those yeah. voices up." You know, it's like. Um, it's just, it's just, um, there is this place in which we have this power to resist. Mm-hmm. You know, God says, submit to me and resist the devil. When you submit yourself to God, when you're submitting to what he has said, when you're submitting to the vision, when you're submitting to the very thing, you have a power to resist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and, mm. and there is there's something, I think, around this sentiment of I've been given a vision I God's told me to build and the enemy sees the agreement right mm-hmm. like, because yeah. if we don't agree with it the enemy doesn't care he doesn't care so, you know he sees <laughs> mm-hmm. the agreement that we have with the Lord and he's got to he's got to try and, and fake authority <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So yeah. the opposition actually came through fake authority, right? They were the governors. Right. They were the they were the people that were in charge of that area, but they didn't have the king's authority, right? And yeah. they kept threatening a different authority. They kept like so. I think that that mm-hmm. look at Jezebel, right? That's yeah, a different authority, thing. right? So I, I think it is interesting that that sometimes the opposition actually that that we will feel if you experience it in the natural. Because sometimes it's just. I'm, I, I deal with enough intimidation on the six inches, oh my God. you know, like I got enough, yeah. I got enough work to do there, but sometimes we'll physically and, and, and that, that intimidation will manifest in the form of a court, right. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. you know, kind of tries to, to make sure that you don't move forward in that direction. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the beautiful thing about um, having um, uh, example of a leader like Nehemiah, Right. Is that he's like, yeah, no, not going to go there. I'm not going in the temple. You're not Mm going to get ambushed. You're not going to I'm not going to listen to any of your accusations. I'm not going to pay heed to it. I'm just going to keep moving forward. Right. And that because the threats were empty. Yeah, And and also, again, he knew he had prayed enough to know I have to do this. You know, he he, he had no doubt that if mm. I perish, I perish is kind of like Esther, you know what I mean? Well, I gotta that's do confidence. It no matter what. And and again, I think it happens to Nehemiah after you've been a cup bearer for a while. Okay. So I could drink the poison. <laughs> you know, after you've been in in Babylon for a while, you wow. really know the difference because you want freedom. Yeah. Mm. I, I do believe that if I could speak for America, I know Mark is in Australia, we're too comfortable as a church. Uh, because we have not been uh, persecuted. Uh, We persecute each other Mm -hmm. in church, but we intimidate ourselves. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's plenty of that. That's right. Well, that's where most intimidation ends up coming from. But really, when you have been in Babylon for so long, and you realize, where is my God in this? And Mm. you know that the the, the, the prophets have already said, you got to be out of there. Okay, yeah. all of a sudden you realize it was Babylon, not Persia. Okay, I gotta get out of here. I am sure Nehemiah was saying, I ha- "The Lord is showing me I have to do it." And think about it; he was not a man trained to do what mm-hmm. he was called to do either. No. I'm sure that was mm-hmm. another accusation he had to deal with. You know, right. but he knew that he knew he had no um, doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Eve messed up over there. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's the it's the the conversation. Did God really ask me to do this? Mm-hmm. When you say yes to it, and you know for sure it's the Lord, I think that's the conviction mm-hmm. that Mark was talking yep. about. That will make yep. you do the impossible, in spite of the intimidation. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I do think the worst enemies ourselves. Um, a lot of the times we know when it's, it's great to be uh, angry at somebody else. The worst part is when you're your own <laughs> source mm-hmm. of situation, I think. Yep. You, I, know, I you think feel very inadequate. I've often noticed, I've often noticed for me, I, that's a, I think this works when I, when I start to identify what's going on, when I call it out, when I, when I start to recognize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, oh wow, we must be for a good meeting today because this is an opportunity happening, or this yeah. intimidation's coming, or what is yeah. when I when I start to identify it and say, I know what's going on here. This is confirming, 
you know, this opposition yeah. is coming. So this mean this must mean this is a this is a God trip. You know, this is a mm-hmm. significant thing that when I when I when I call it out, when yeah. I identify, mm-hmm. I think I can better deal with that because I understand mm-hmm. where it's coming from. What I what I don't do so well is when I can't. I can't figure out why I'm feeling like this, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where I that's where I need help from other people to say, oh, well, that's obviously that's intimidation. So like, really, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. you know, it's 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 like, and then I can say, ah, oh, I know where that's coming from then, because I yeah, know the nature right. of God, so I know that's not mm-hmm. coming from Him. And quite often the trick is that the enemy convinces us that it's us. So we're the problem, we're the fault. Mm, it's yeah, all yes, us. It's, yes, yes, it's yes. your feeling. You, you know, you're 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 feeling That's this right. or whatever. So good, Mark. And, and and most of the time it isn't. Most of the yeah. time it's not. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's an external thing that's coming upon us. What's um, one of the things like um, I'll just mention this real quick don york um is going to go to greece with a friend of ours elizabeth reisinger is that right don i believe you're going with elizabeth who's an evangelist extraordinaire right like healing cool. evangelist and just amazing um she spent days don was up here uh last fall and we had a wonderful time so um and she says i still don't fully understand it and i think <laughs> that i think that um the yes right this is why the devil looks for the agreement Right. We don't have to understand yep. it, but we have to agree with what the Lord has said. And so we don't need mm-hmm. to know. Right. And I think Annalise um, got an excellent comment here. I'm going to put this up. It's kind of a longer one. Um, but she puts together that Nehemiah risked his life for the king every day, drinking from the king's cup before the king did to see if it was poison. He already knew what it was like to not love his life unto death. So when God called him, he was well prepared to just move forward no matter what. What's yeah, interesting, I, I was thinking like, how many. How many times have we dismissed or uh, downplayed, dismissed or downplayed the training that God has Come given on. us to not love our lives unto death? And we treated it that season as if, oh, it was the dark night of the soul or, yeah. oh, it mm-hmm. was this. And we kind of lament it instead of celebrating that season uh, for being part of that place where I found his faithfulness in, you know, mm-hmm. in, in those places. Come on. Uh, so I just wow. thought that was that was interesting because that actually steals your soul, right? That that actually gives you faith. It gives you confidence, right? It gives you those things when when you've been through those seasons of I'm risking my life today for the Lord just to wake up and do my thing. And and I'm mm-hmm. I, I don't know where you are, so, Lord, but it could, anything could happen, you know. So so so, so mm, Peter, um, Peter Dewitt, um, I noticed at Sandpoint consistently time and time again that when you open your mouth to say something uh i felt an authority on there like that i've not uh, seen before 100 so uh, percent. you know it's like uh, you know i've i've heard you speak before and it's always been good and like oh the, here's the teaching you know it's just like oh, this is revelational but <laughs> i felt an authority so obviously you've stepped into some some places uh fresh places what mm-hmm. what what have you done, or what is what has become revelational to you that's dealt with this, some of this, invita- this uh, intimidation? You know, uh, I think a lot of things, and you guys have all been a part of that. But um, one of what Chris just said, great question mark, is you know I think that we we don't like to be in the situations that that burn the fear of man out of us, but those end up being mm-hmm. a gift right. to us. 
So I think that, you know, it it comes with testing. Like, I think that when I think about public speaking, for instance, I've always liked public speaking to some extent, but I'm also like everybody else, you're intimidated to speak in front of public to some extent. But at some point, you know, your 500th hour of speaking in front of public, you are in a different spot than you were when you started that. So I think sometimes we just have to embrace the stretching and the process of the flexing of those muscles and having hard conversations Mm -hmm. or having someone be upset with you, even though, you know, you know that you're supposed to stand your ground or whatever else. Like, so I think some of it's the repetition. The other thing that was really helpful to me dealing with the spirit of intimidation is actually, I feel like I got a verse for it recently, like after the fact, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's from Nehemiah chapter six. And I feel like this describes a breakthrough that I've had. And so Nehemiah 6, Samballot and Geshem and Tobiah are trying to get Nehemiah down into the valley of Ono to have a conversation with them. Oh, oh, no. Nehemiah, exactly. Nehemiah rejects that conversation like four times or something like that. And then the fifth time, apparently that's not enough. And then Samballot sent his servant before me with an open letter. And says, it's reported among the nations. And Geshem says that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you're rebuilding the wall that you may be king. And you've appointed prophets to proclaim you concerning oh, claim you, you know, concerning at Ju- Jerusalem, saying, This is the king of Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So now we got a threat too. So come therefore, let us consult together. And it's and so there I've I realized that for years the spirit of intimidation was trying to gain my conversation. And now it says, then I sent to him saying, no such things as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. And I think that that's the the major breakthrough that I've had. Mm. One of the major breakthroughs is the ability to be able to say for myself, no such thing that you say is being done. And to not be gaslit by the spirit of intimidation. The spirit of intimidation loves to gaslight and redefine reality the people that it's making accusation against and so and so i've been able to come out of that space of that spirit of intimidation often trying to get me to have a conversation because if the spirit of intimidation can gaslight you and say you don't know what's going on this is what you're actually doing now that spirit of intimidation has gotten me in a conversation that's actually taking me off the course that god set before me and so Mm -hmm. i i've learned to 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 be able to speak the truth about the real data of the situation, the real data, and be able to say, no such things as you say are being done. And I'm gonna, and then I love what Nehemiah says there, next verse. They were trying to make us afraid, saying their hands would be weakened in the work and it will not be done. And I love this prayer then. Now therefore, oh God, since they tried to intimidate me basically, strengthen my hands. Amen. You know, and, <laughs> so, so I'd say that that's been a big part of my breakthrough. So Peter, can I just ask you a question? From some yeah. of us uh, um, older people, what do you mean by gaslighting? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that gaslighting uh, try tries to tries to it, tell you that what you see isn't real, or tries to redefine reality yeah. for you. Okay, and it's from an yeah, old movie, is it? Yeah, it's from an old movie where actually the the uh, husband was trying to get the wife's inheritance from her, mm. and so or something like that. And so he had to get her institutionalized as crazy. So this is mm-hmm. back when you would turn the gas up for all the lights would get really big, right? And so he would go and he would crank the gas and the gas lights would go up and they'd be like, and she'd start to panic and freak out and he'd turn it back down and walk in the room and go, what is it? And she'd be like, 
the guest is like, you're crazy. That's not happening. It's not real. Right. So he kept creating situations for her. That's where the word gaslight creating a situation where like you see, like you're being told you're crazy. You're not seeing it. You're not, it's not real. Mm -hmm. You know? And so it's, and this is what the spirit of intimidation often does is it feeds you an accusation. You're trying to rebel against the King Nehemiah. And if Nehemiah engages that conversation, he'll start to think that he's in rebellion, you know, like he'll lose reality. But Nehemiah brilliantly says, no such things that you say are being done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to intimidate me from the work. And I feel like that's something that for some reason I had struggled with for years, the ability to call that sort of thing and not engage in that conversation. And as I've learned to stay out of that in my heart, in my head, I've, I feel like what it's allowing is there to be momentum in the authority that I'm operating mm-hmm. in, as opposed mm-hmm. to fits and starts in the authority that I'm operating in. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, Annalise says, Mark, I noticed something similar about you in your Sunday morning messages. Come on. Mm-hmm. So and that's you... from Annalise. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, <clears throat> it, that that's, I've greatly seen that because that's been something that I've been uh, seeking after is to have a greater freedom yeah. and you know, confidence. Um, and again, yeah. I, I think that's that's partly because I think that when when we embrace our identity and, yeah. and actually yeah. get healed yeah. in that, there yeah. is less yeah. place yeah. for some of those things to impact yeah. us because yeah. they, they just they hit it and there's yeah. no place to land. There's no wound to to sit in. There's no yes, that's there's right. No source, that's right. Sore spot to press, so it doesn't have the same yeah. same effect on us. And I think that's continuing to place whilst we resist submit to God and resist whilst we have those views that you're talking about, mm-hmm. Peter. There's also mm-hmm. a place where we get healed. That there's no yeah. place for a curse to land on. There's no place for something yeah, to, curse. To, to land on. Yes. I, I think the other point to what Peter and what Finnish Marks is saying is, so so he was talking about practicing for several, you know, after you do it 500 times, well, you don't have fear mm-hmm. of, of public speaking. But I think there's also, when you have a revelation that God has given mm-hmm. you, like all of a sudden it becomes very real, or your own personal testimony, mm-hmm. no one can take it away because it is yours. There's a power in that. And I think what Analia mm-hmm. saw, saw in Mark on Sunday, he had a revelation on that subject he was speaking on Sunday mm-hmm. that we've seen mm-hmm. him speak differently mm-hmm. too uh, on mm-hmm. that specific subject. You know what I mean? Like there is something mm-hmm. that when you own yeah. it, Mm-hmm. And you yep. internalize it, then yep. all of a sudden you speak with a different authority because mm-hmm. it's become real for you or it's exploded inside of you. You know, so it's not just a message, a sermon you prepare for a moment mm-hmm. or a speaking moment. You know, mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen, even though we talk a lot, the worst thing is that you put on the spot and now you got to come up with something. Although we can always come up mm-hmm. with something, but there is an authority <laughs> when, when you know mm-hmm. that you know what you're talking is what God has told you. No one can take mm-hmm. that away from you. And I think there is an authority that comes, that weighs mm-hmm. when it's yours. Yeah, come on. So good. So good. Uh, um, I'm, one of the things... I'm... Oh, go ahead. Hey, Chris. No, you go, Chris. Okay. So um, one of the things that I think is really, you know, kind of that I'm seeing is that because there was a process of overcoming intimidation, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And we went, you know, Peter, you had to go through a pretty, a pretty severe process of overcoming that yep. spirit. 
And, yeah. um, and so have I, so have all of us, right? We've had to go through mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that season where, you know, we just kind of settle into, I say yes to the vision and, and mm-hmm. I'm going to build, mm-hmm. right? Like, Come on. like Come it on. or not, here I am. It's going to yep. happen. Yep. And, um, and one of the things that's interesting that mm-hmm. I think um, it, I, is one of the direct fruits of mm-hmm. a strong yes is favor. Come on. One of the direct fruits of saying yes is that God begins to build for you. Woo. Right? It's not that you are the builder. God Come builds on. for you, which it means mm-hmm. that he opens a door and he's providing favor and Come resource on. and, and all of those things. And so when I see Come a on. wane in resource, right, I, I'm like, okay, like I come back to my yeses, right? Like, that's a good word. You know, the, the thing that had set apart the last season for me was the quiet place. Mm. Right. And it's probably the thing that'll set aside all my seasons (laughs) for the Lord, right. Is the quiet place. So um, I noticed that there's a financial strain. There's even at the church, there's some different strains and different things that are going on. I'm like, wait, okay. How am I doing in my quiet place? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that there's certain there are certain things that that the Lord takes us back to that are foundational pieces. Malvina, mm-hmm. you talk about vision. You know, we talk about the yes. We talk about some of this. But there's these places that God has for us where we are the most teachable, where we can mm-hmm. receive the most, where we actually get revelation the most. And there's the most favor lands upon mm-hmm. us because we do That's have it. a yes. And. It's yeah. rooted in intimacy, not performance. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Mark, yeah. what did you have before? Um, I, I can't remember what I said. I was going to say. Um, well, I know what I, I was going to say. That effect on. Oh, darn it. Uh, I, no, I, I, um, I, I, I don't know whether I'm just obsessed with this lately. Probably I am. Um, uh, it's it's a I, it really is about perspective, you know. I I think that mm-hmm. um, Malvin and I talked about this last last week. Um, we talked about you know seeing from heaven to to earth. We're seeing from mm-hmm. from that place. So the the difficulty is that we've been trained to to see that we are trying to get something that we're trying to uh, you know mm-hmm. to to obtain something. Uh, you know, much the church is trying to become righteous when they're already righteous. You know, they're trying to, mm-hmm. they're trying. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to get abundance, um, when you uh, in, in, when you consider lack, when you entertain lack, when you have uh, an identity of lack, um, and and many people have that because they've been established in it for so long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's very mm-hmm. difficult to obtain abundance. But if you come if you come across people who have been trained in abundance, um, you know they they just they don't they don't see lack they don't see lack anywhere yeah. you know they don't yeah. they don't even consider lack they don't even consider mm-hmm. um, you know that because they've been trained in that and and mm-hmm. I think our work, our man. issue is that yeah. we are we are big we are having to change and that's what the scripture tells us that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. We yeah, are positionally okay. seated yeah. in heavenly places. Yeah. It's just that we don't think from heavenly places towards earth. 
We're always wow. trying to get something. We're always trying to become righteous. We're always trying to get abundance. We're always trying to get provision. We're always trying to get yep. healed or we're trying to get yep. this, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and we have to change the way that we see things. You know, it's like we mm -hmm. said last week, there's no yep. such thing as darkness. It's just yep. the absence of light. Um, and and that's that's how you, you get darkness is you just exclude the light. Um, mm -hmm. God didn't make darkness. He made light. Uh, he said, let there be light. And uh, the Hebrew word actually means the withholding. Darkness actually means the withholding of light. So yeah. I think that we can see that for every single thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I would even I would even dare to say there's no such thing as sin, even though we see the the expression of it. It's the absence of righteousness. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the absence of the mark. righteousness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Missing the mark counts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anything yeah. done apart from faith. It's yeah. interesting, yeah. Mark. You said something before we came on, and I, I see if I get the phrase right. But you said that's not normal anymore. No. Yeah, it's not normal. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I yeah, really feel like I'm I'm piecing something together where there's like there's I think many of us are have broken past or breaking past intimidation. It's definitely an arise and build season, and I yeah. think that I think some old ways are are not going to. And uh, Fiorella Giordano gave a word. I think that was related to this. I think some old ways we're not going to just break through them. I think that it's like they're not even going to be normal anymore, like Mark was saying. There's there's something about coming yeah. out of the place that we've been and into a new territory of favor, like you're talking about, Chris, where like the old ways, I feel like God is wanting to disassociate us from some old ways of thinking where we don't we aren't just breaking through them, but actually it's not gonna be normal anymore. Like the reference frame. I think that's what you that's what I was picking up from what you're saying, Mark. Like the reference frame change. It's, it's not just, it's not breaking through within an old reference frame. It's a reference frame change. I feel like is what I hear you say. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like to, I like to think about something along, along these lines, you know, in, 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 in Romans chapter eight, verse 14, it talks about um, that we didn't receive um, a, uh, a spirit of religious duty that that mm -hmm. causes us to be in a place where we don't measure up, but we did receive a spirit, spirit of, of full acceptance. What what full acceptance? What would it look like? What would it look like if the church so embraced that that in any in a church, any church, but a church that we that we were associated with, everybody in there was walking in full acceptance. Mm. Yeah. So what it meant, what it meant was that rejection just—it wasn't normal, mm -hmm. you know. Um, mm -hmm. It was uh, insecurity wasn't normal. Um, all of these mm -hmm. sorts of things that we experience as normal Man. behaviors were no longer normal, and it was Come like on. you know, it's like living in that place where you see in the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he went around and, and he healed everybody. What what would it be look like if if there was no mm -hmm. sickness? What would it look like if there, were, if it was not normal to be sick? If it come flu season or flu time, mm -hmm. is that nobody got the flu, nobody got mm -hmm. sick, you know, because it was just there was just so much health around that mm -hmm. there was no lack, mm -hmm. there was no lack mm -hmm. because that wasn't normal. What was normal was abundance, like mm -hmm. over the top abundance. Ephesians three twenty was normal, 
and and I th- I think that I think there is a key to a place that that our minds and our conscious uh, unconscious and subconscious be mindsets are, are far more powerful than we give realization to mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so what if we started to say we want to see a new normal and the new normal is this yeah you know, the new normal the new normal looks like this and so we don't yeah. have any we don't have any toleration anymore of the things that we've tolerated yeah you see you can see so, so many, um, like I, I would say that our, our community does a really good job of loving on people and accepting them. And we like, I feel like we do a pretty good job of that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll say that boastfully, but I know that that's something we strive for. And, and so it's really interesting, you know, people could be with us for a really long time <laughs> and they're just waiting for rejection. They're just waiting for that thing to happen, you know? And so we're like, mm. waiting ain't gonna happen like you know obviously we we say you know we love you there's nothing you can do about it but the other thing that i tell people all the time is you can't mess this up you can't mess it up like whatever mistake you make Mm -hmm. whatever thing like we're not going anywhere Mm -hmm. we will be loyal and steadfast Mm -hmm. to you and i and i think it's so foreign it's so foreign that um, people are still looking like, so we do have to, mm-hmm. like, even in a community where we're, we've set our mind to this mindset, right? Mm-hmm. That no matter what comes, we're not going to run. We're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. We're going to dig our heels in for each other. And so that mindset, mm-hmm. we, we're just punching against the, the rock in that. But yet that's part of the transformation that has to happen is mm-hmm. um, because it, it's got to not just be a thing in the mind. It also has to transcend into the culture. Yeah, and you know that that uh, putting things in perspective seasonally, or that, so in, in mm-hmm. God's timing, like yep. by yep. Wednesday, uh, Friday, we celebrate Pentecost in the Hebraic calendar. Mm-hmm. I think it's Sunday for the uh, Christian church. But if you look at the season, uh, that's a that's a period when you read the Book of Ruth, and the mm-hmm. reason why you do that is because you're in the wheat harvest, you're in the spring. It's the third month, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at Ruth. But when you look at Ruth from what Chris just described, what you have is Naomi. I mean, they have nothing, okay? They, everybody's dead. There's a famine. There's, we're all in rejection. So what do you expect? There's no food. <laughs> we're cooked. Everybody's dead. So there's really very mm-hmm. little hope. Uh, but Naomi, I've always seen her as very apostolic. And I hate to mm. beat the, the apostolic uh, horse again and again That's and again. Good. I do believe we're moving in an apostolic season, Mm -hmm. Uh, not as prophetic. We are going into building. That's why it's a season of the mouth to speak because you got created with the mouth. So if we, Mm -hmm. the word that we have repeated in show after show is arise and build, we need to start Mm -hmm. speaking. So this thing becomes a reality. But Mm -hmm. Naomi was one that decided we're going to go this way. Now, Mm -hmm. Ruth didn't have to go with her. But she chose to, and she listened to Naomi's instructions. So if you put Naomi as an apostle, <laughs> just to give her a title, she was the one who said, just go get dressed. You got to go get this stuff. But at first, where did she go? She went to the welfare outside to get the poor, mm-hmm. the, the left behind, yeah. the gleaning, the just the left leftovers. That's yeah. the mentality Chris just described. We expect the yeah. rejection. Mm-hmm. We expect yeah. the 
gaslighting. We expect the well, and, and life life serves us some lemonade, man. I mean, and, life and is hard. We try to mm -hmm. make it in the outside circle so we don't get hurt. But what did Naomi mm -hmm. do apostolically? She spoke and said, "Listen, go get dressed, clean yourself up with some perfume, get yourself pretty up." And go. <laughs> I mean, after all, she proposed to the guy in in a Hebraic culture. That means she was giving a vision of something she has never. It wasn't even her culture. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because she's yeah. a mobile. So a foreigner is gone in there to ask for something. First, she doesn't deserve it. Second of all, you know, I mean, they're all, she broke all the protocols. Okay. But yet she was able to take advantage. She becomes the great grandmother of King David. Okay. This is how good she gets it. So uh, to me, that's yeah, the apostolic yeah. season we're going in. Are we really yeah. going to be so visionary? You need an apostle to give you vision. Uh, not a prophet. Yeah. Prophet can tell you a lot of things. But an apostle needs to be able to facilitate that. And Naomi didn't go with her. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of time we're waiting for such and so come with me and you can put in a good word for me. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You go do it. You have yeah, to have I, somebody yeah. who says, listen, we're in here for you. Go get, go get it. You're going to get it. Yes, there yeah. are uh, things that needed to happen for that deal to close. But uh, the point I'm trying to make is they went to the house of bread. They went to Bethlehem to get the provision. We're talking about if it's poverty, if it's um, positioning yourself. She positioned right. herself in a genealogy that you couldn't make it happen by law. And yet it's, yeah. it was so yeah. incredibly amazing. So to me, that's the season we're in this weekend is that. And if we start behaving, <laughs> we're talking about changing culture. That's what an apostle does. Yeah. We need yeah. to reform things to start believing we, the mm -hmm. church, are the solution. If we want mm -hmm. to build, we have to, what are the solutions that I do pray this show becomes that? Can we yeah. give people mm -hmm. the excitement to step into things that mm. that rebellion because she didn't re was in rebellion she did things because naomi told her listen go ahead mm -hmm. do the following things and i think we lack a little bit of that father mother whatever to yeah. to direct us so we are not gleaning uh and expecting mm -hmm. yeah. the rejection or the lack of i don't know why i went right there, but I felt so like linus yeah, that's excellent. You know, Linus mentioned that part of it might be looking people looking for an offense, right? Um, oops, sorry. Um, Seek, seeking you'll you know, find. And they, yep, looking you'll find. <laughs> um, and then um, um, Don says, you know, it's a trauma response sometimes or a familiar spirit repeating a pattern, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, and yes, absolutely. You know, that is the case. And Annalise says, you know, you're right, Don. That's why we have an inner healing deliverance ministry at church. Amen. Linus points out here, she says, still, we don't leave our assignments, maintain our focus on him. Our faith is tangible. We must stay connected to the vine. Amen. As you were going there, um, hallelujah. Yes, sister from Alex. <laughs> so great. And then uh, she was so bold, bold to go and lay at his feet. Don, you're absolutely, absolutely right. And this season, you know, we talk about what does intimidation try to prevent? Bold. It tries to prevent us from doing the things that mm -hmm. are bold. If you can just mm -hmm. stay in the plain Jane vanilla, just make sure that you're, you know, just keep it in line and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's 
what the spirit of intimidation wants you to do. Just go yep. about business as usual. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Mark, what you got? Well, um, what I was going to say is I think uh, our time is um, pretty well um, up. Mm-hmm. We've t- tonight talked really about uh, intimidation, some things that we've learned, uh, some things about identity and, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, and what we've just been talking about um, significantly there. I think it's an issue. I think what we're praying, what our prayer is, that people would experience mm-hmm. a new normal. A new um, normal that that we Whoa. you know I think for a new season you need a norm new normality you need a n- new standard mm. or a new frame of reference or a new grid so good. and I think that that we've gone into a new place because we've come out of a wilderness so we're in a new season um, and um, that's why there's new perspectives coming out that's why there's new mm-hmm. new um, new views yep. and new understanding and that's part of the transformation. And yeah. uh, that's our prayer. Mm. That's our prayer as we finish today mm. is that mm-hmm. our prayer is that people will experience, feel a shift, a change in their thinking, mm-hmm. and that new normals will be established. Yes. The new normals will be in line with the season. Come on. Will be in Ooh. line with heaven. Will be in line with the what what the, where the Father's taking us. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's that's our prayer. Come on. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. It's good. Well, um, Peter, we are going to miss you for the next few months, but man, we bless your rest. Yeah. Right. And 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 I believe there's going to be such tremendous fruit um, from this season. I think especially for your children, um, because I don't think we fully realize the toll that ministry takes on our kids. Um, and yeah. so I think it's, it's going to be really a blessing for them to have that, that really sweet time. That's planned time. That's, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. not just, uh, you're not winging it, but you're actually setting an agenda for your time. And, um, yes. so we just bless that. We're so excited I for you guys. That. And, and uh, we're looking yeah. forward to seeing you in La Barge. Then yeah. uh, pictures of the fish. Okay. And the flies. And the flies. And the flies. <laughs> I tie the flies. Oh, I thought uh, you were fishing them. I thought it was fly fishing. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Pictures of the flies could be of interest too. Yeah. <laughs> they could for a lot of people. Like what? A- Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Well, we love you guys. Blessings. Everybody have love a y'all. great, great day. Okay. We'll see you yeah. next week. All right. Amen. Yeah.